Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire? Running your own company? Achieving your life's goals? Yet wake up in a cold sweat? Next to last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Hello, caviar dreamers. Hi, caviar dreamers. Happy Wednesday. Yes, happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. And it's happy Real Housewives of New Jersey day. Woo-hoo. Things are heating up in the jurors. But you know what? We have Kate Chastain on today. We do. And she was on Below Deck for six years. Yes. She came on in the second season and she really had an incredible run. She's a sexy little yachty, but her time for wearing a skirt is up. She has hung up that skirt and she's moving on to better things. She is. She was on chat room. She actually created chat room and she's moved on from that. I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of her doing other things. She's very creative. She's smart. She's chased her dreams. Now, Tony, before we talk to Kate, I just want to get a little tea from you also. We're five episodes into your season. It's really interesting to be in such a diverse group of friends. You know, if there was only one girl on your show that you could trust, like, you can only trust one girl, like, who's your most trusted friend on the show? Dolores. Now, that's probably surprising to some viewers. How close well, because I just feel like we're so close and had a lot of similar situations. We think the same way. Listen, I, obviously I trust Melissa and Jackie implicitly, but Dolores and I are similar in age. So I think we have a lot of similarities when it comes to kindred spirits. We, we are. You have a lot to bond over. Mm-hmm. Are you enjoying watching your season back? I'm yeah. enjoying watching my season. I think I'm very upset. Um, it was upsetting with the Jackie and Teresa, but I'm upset for my own reasons. And I shared a very emotional story and maybe I didn't share it emotionally enough. You know, I don't think I should have to. Just talking about a time um, and place when women could not speak up, felt shame, felt embarrassment, felt no one would, you know, believe them. And that's the way I felt. And I felt, was I somehow responsible? Did I give a signal? Because that's the way your victims are not to feel. Like, this is something they did. You brought it on yourself. You brought it on yourself. And someone who would perpetuate that narrative in this day and age, who would victim shame, 
um, is very upsetting and Especially hurtful. Especially some of the daughters. Yeah, some of the daughters. That surprises me. And so yeah, and, uh, and by the way, I shit. don't see the episode till right when you guys see it. So to see what she's saying behind the scenes is even more distasteful and hurtful and mm -hmm. shame on her. Yeah, that's true. And victim shaming doesn't reflect badly on any victim. It reflects badly on the person doing the shaming. Yes. It really does. And we should be there to support and empower all women, hear their stories, hear their truth. And truthfully, I, I will say living with guilt and shame is one of the hardest things. If you are living with guilt and shame, you really need to get in therapy because it's probably yes. not your fault. It's not all. your fault. And, so and, many you can, and so many women have so many stories to share. And if it happened to you, believe me, it happened to many other women. And yes. that's why it's so important for us to share our stories and be bonded together and not have any guilt or shame. I think and, it's the most dangerous emotion that will hold you back mm -hmm. more in your life than any other emotion. So reach out. Yes. We're here. Reach, out, reach we're out, here. out to us if you need us. Exactly. So now let's get to Kate. Yeah, let's get to Kate. Let's get to find Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi, ladies. How are you? Okay, Caviar Dreamers. We're so excited we're here with Kate Chastain. Yes, we are very lucky to have Kate on the show today. Thank you so I much know. for joining Powerful us. I know. Powerful woman, hysterical woman, chief yep. stew, creative, does everything, creator of the chat room. Yeah, very, very popular Very show. popular. Now she's packed her bags back in Florida. Yeah. I just want to ask you, you're, you're still young, fabulous. I mean, growing up, were you like... I want to work on a, a boat. I want to, you know, be chief stew. What did you grow up wanting to be? I wasn't really sure. I just wanted to, I knew I wanted some kind of job that would have some element of fun in it. When I was in college, I had like a Honda Civic and it was not in great shape. And my dad told me, if you go to nursing school, I will buy you a brand new car. And I really needed a brand new car. But um, I just can't even watch Grey's Anatomy without getting squeamish. So... <laughs> Uh -huh. I, I, as much as I want that new car, I, I can't become a nurse. I wish I could. So I knew I wanted something not nursing. And my cousin had done yachting for a long time. And so after college, I wasn't sure of what I wanted to do. So I thought jumping on a boat for one year would be like, buy me some time to figure it out, travel, save up, make some good money. And then I just ended up loving it. Oh my God. So how far into your career did Below Deck? Tell me about that. I was, uh, had been working on yachts for about six years at that point, and um, I pretty much had become as high ranking as I possibly could. I was a chief stew, and you know, whenever you're doing anything, you want to keep challenging yourself or you just get bored. It doesn't matter what profession it is, I think. So I was kind of like, mm, I wish there was a way to make this challenging or fun or different. And then Below Deck fell in my lap, and at the time, it was still such a new show, and people were like, in the industry said, you know, if you do that yachting reality show, your yachting career is over. And I said, can I get that in writing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, uh, I have the most respect for you, like beyond it. To me, doing a reality show, which we know is hard enough yes. anyway, but to have to service clients and actually be doing your real job for paying clients whilst dealing with production, I don't know how you did that. Yes. What do you prioritize? That That's what's rough. It's like you have your job and then like you're filming a show and you want to make a good show. I actually think that's such an interesting point because I think it's actually easier because you are so focused on doing your actual job. The cameras kind of just disappear. And I was working on chat room. I was with Portia and Giselle and Hannah and 
I noticed such a difference that when those cameras start rolling, they really go into a mode like, okay, it's on camera work time. Where on Below Deck, we just, we don't think of it that way because they're always following us 24 seven. And I think that's actually easier for the people on Below Deck because you don't overthink the camera part of it because you're just doing the boat job. Yeah, it's, well, I think it was, it's your real life. And that's really what a reality series is. It's following your real life. Yeah, although I really think I should have caught on a bit sooner. So um, <laughs> our producers at the beginning of the season explained to the new cast and everyone, like you have two jobs actually, the boat job. And there's also this TV show we're making. And my first season, um, some of my cast members would be having emotional conversations in the cabins and crying with about their feelings. And I just was like, what the hell are you doing? We got work to do. Yes. I didn't get it. That, oh, that's also necessary for job number two. But that was what made it so good to watch also was like, you know, people were like, I feel like the viewers could almost tell that people were playing up to the cameras and that we're aware they were there and that you were just like, what the fuck? This is our job, people. We have guests. Let's go. Listen, I have to admit, I would love to just do a show where I'm not actually also working. If they were like, so your call time's at 10.30, show up in a cute outfit, have some lunch, and talk some shit. I know. Why did they move to New Jersey? We're looking for a new house. Things could have been so different. Oh, can I, I want to hear your opinion about um, the Teresa and Jackie situation. I I might say something you don't agree with. Um, I feel like Teresa's daughter is old enough now that I didn't mind Jackie's analogy that much. No, I feel like I, I don't listen, mind the analogy. I thought, listen, I said you don't really talk about kids, but I, it was truly an analogy, and I didn't think it was the end of the world. I mean, I didn't think it was the best analogy knowing your audience, but do I think it was devastating? No. I honestly would rather have rumors that in college I tried drugs than my husband was having an affair. I think the drugs is less bad i mean it's illegal but you know it's it's less emotional i think um i you know and then my husband last week got a new kid who watched last week joe you know is drunk and he says oh he's hurting you know in my house from nine or ten women well i do have a staff of women i mean exaggerated we have like five women gossiping around the house but that's only after I heard it from Teresa. so of course we were talking about it now non-stop so but everybody's like margaret heard it first Da, da, da. So I've been having a lot of headaches since this whole situation. Drama, drama, drama. Drama, drama. Yeah. Drama, what did you all think about Meghan and Harry? I'm sure you guys have discussed it a million times. Um, Lexi's British. You know, Lexi's British. So she, her yes. accent's a little Jersey now, but she's from England. Oh, my God. It, it, I mean, I was on the group chat with my English and Irish friends. We actually had a dinner tonight to discuss. And holy shit, like that chain, I was forwarding everything to Dave Quinn. I was like screenshot in the chat. I was like, Dave, you're not going to believe what the girls just said. It's a little insane. It's, uh -huh. Yeah, because uh, Lexi's not happy the way Oprah interviewed. I'm upset with Oprah. Um, why? Would you think she should have gone harder? Uh, yeah, because it was very one-sided. It can't be called an interview, if you ask me. It should be called an expose. She sat down and she talked complete shit about the royal family. Now, I'm going to put this out there. Do I believe everything she said, every single word she said? 
99% of it I do. The monarchy is definitely flawed and they are definitely, I mean, one of my favorite things they've said since the interview was this is probably the biggest scandal to hit the royal family in 85 years. I was like, do we forget that Prince Andrew is a pedophile? Like, yeah, I know, exactly. Well, that yeah, went that's by the not way. That's classified yes. as scandal. I'm sorry. So it's like the, the royal family are a bit mental and I feel for Harry so much because of what he went through with his mother. But how did she not ask Megan about her father? her brother, her half-sister, all her crazy family members. How did she not say, how do you feel about your own family constantly selling stories to the media and giving interviews when you're trying to have a private life? So you are Team Sussex. No, I'm Team Nobody. I'm but team she has British friends. Where, what's the other side of the pond saying? A little bit of both. A little bit of, like, you can't have it both ways. You can't sit down on TV and say you pretend like, you know, you what was that? That was crazy. That sounded like a bomb went yeah, off in my house. house. Falling down. That um, just freaked me out. What was that? Joe dropped something. I hope there. he didn't fall through the ceiling. That would be not good. That would be very bad. We have a hole. Um, yeah, we've been remodeling, but uh, our house will be, by the time we finish it, we'll need another remodel. Yeah. I'm loving your remodel. The Missoni upholstery, you're really going for Thank it. You. Well, you know what? That... I had, but my Missoni, I have Missoni wallpaper, but oh my Missoni uh, sofa, I have now redone with something else because I've had that Missoni sofa. That's right. I saw that you reupholstered it and I loved the, the new version as well, but you have the Missoni wallpaper. I just really yeah. love the, you know, the boldness of your doing Missoni in your home because it's quite bold. Thank you. Yeah, it's very bold. And, I, and I'm not like basic bitch or, you know, I just can't be gray and white. That's not my style. But tell us also, so after you decided to leave, I know you said after 38, you don't belong in a spork. So you just, you felt like you outgrew that. Were you like, okay, I'm on to something else? Because I will say you are super creative. You're very smart. You came up with another idea, chat room. So you pitched that and that took off. Right. Um, so I have always been a huge fan of Bravo. I mean, I love the Rachel Zoe show. That's how far back my love. Me too, me yes. too. When Brad and Rachel were together, yes. I watched that. Yes, and so um, when I heard that Bravo was making a reality show about yachting, if it had been any other network, I might have been less enthusiastic. But when I heard it was going to be on Bravo, I was like, the clouds parted. God spoke to me. He was like, you must be on this show. It's on Bravo. So I'm was a Bravo fan before I was a Yachty. And so my kind of dream show on Bravo was like fashion police, like Joan Rivers, like oh, yeah. you and I are so the same. Exactly. I mean, she's such an icon and I would have loved to have somebody talking about like the confessional looks, right? the confessional looks of the housewives, because I really think the fashion has become an extra cast member or such an over the top personality. Like, Margaret, how do you plan your confessional looks? I'm so curious. Oh, see, that's the difference. I think other people plan, I always plan my hairstyles because I like to wear a lot of different wigs and weaves and my makeup. Um, half the time I'm in my closet that morning saying, oh my God, I got to grab this. I don't plan it far out in yeah, advance. But I think we should but also I do say, say your closet is like nothing you've ever my seen. Closet is that that my closet is that of a My like a Vegas show. Yeah, though. my closet is that of a drag queen. I have all the icing on the cake. I don't have a lot of cake. Does that make sense? Yes, I love that. It's feathers and rhinestones. But then when you just need to go to a casual run errand, you're like, I guess I can't wear the I, Yeah, feathers. I have to wear, no, I have to wear fur. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. I'm wearing something that's totally overdressed or inappropriate. So it's either 
some like workout leggings that I have in the house or it's over the top. Yeah, there's never really any meat potatoes. does it. So I'll like, yeah, it's all icing on the cake. So I really, I don't sit there and plan out my confessional. Like I'll bring, I always have a look in mind. Right. Of, of the whole vibe that I want. But I'm always channeling a different era. That's my theory. Okay. All right. Um, and that's so similar. I understand what you're saying. Like when my first practical away for yachting, I mean, you're not supposed to take much, but I was like, I'm going to be, you know, cavorting in some of the most exotic locations with the Richie Riches of the world. I got to look fabulous. It looked like Liberace. Yes. <laughs> with Steven Tyler. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's such a good look. Steven Tyler and Liberace. That's I love the whole yeah. vibe. That's exactly the way I always feel. Well, so after I left Below Deck and um, I was talking to Bravo about the chat room show, well, then, of course, the pandemic hit. So yes. that really just changed everything. And um, the year that followed, this last year, it was more reactive. So it was kind of like, okay, let's get this show. We're Now we're going to do it remote. And so, um, and I did, I think, 40, maybe over 40 unique episodes of various shows in the last year, which is more than I ever did. So I worked yes. a lot. Yeah. So. yeah, you've worked a lot. Which I'm so thankful for. I mean, especially during this year when so many people couldn't work, I was so fortunate. But now I think I just want to, I'm buying a place in Florida, a condo. So I'm focusing on that. Um, it's my first property I've ever purchased. It takes so much longer than I thought. Yeah, nothing's quick. Nothing's quick. Wow. And, then, um, and then I want to take my time to really find the next project that is perfect and not reactive to a pandemic. Like, okay, what can we shoot from our living rooms? You know, just some, um, there's not a huge sense of urgency, but I am excited. I also have um, a little surprise for you, Margaret Joseph, this week. You do? What do you have? I do. I have a really fun surprise. So there is a company mm -hmm. called Songfinch. Songfinch? Songfinch. And they create mm -hmm. songs for you. It's a custom song? It's a custom song. Okay, by the way, I love that. This is a great gift. I'm so proud of you with your book and everything Thank you. you've done. You made so, me a song? I made you a song. I love it. Okay, this is exciting. I'm excited. Okay. Let me hear this ready? song. I'm so proud of you for publishing your book. That's right. Checking off another goal in your amazing life. It's classic March to follow <laughs> all the is so incredible it's such a great gift for birthdays anniversaries newborns weddings if you miss any friends and family send them a gift show them you're thinking of them it's so easy you select the music style you want and the mood if you want it to be romantic and slow or if you want a little poppy little bop like we did for the march you can do it all at Songfinch. you could select the artist you want they could share one with you. They could pair you up with somebody. So they make it so easy. And their artists have been on shows like Sunland and The Voice. Okay, by the way, it is the best gift. People will absolutely love it. They'll keep it forever. I was so impressed. Thank you so much. Who, who wouldn't want a song created just for them? 
Exactly. So if you guys want to create this song for one of your loved ones, the songs are normally $249, but this week they are bringing $50 off that takes them to only $199. And it's code CAVIAR to do that. So CAVIAR, C-A-V-I-A-R from $249 down to $199. And with that code, you save another $20. So that's a total of $70 off the perfect gift. So just $179 for such a fabulous gift. So Songfinch is offering $20 off all personalized songs at songfinch.com with code B-E-A-W. Visit songfinch.com, that's S-O-N-G-F-I-N-C-H.com and use code CAVIAR, that's C-A-V-I-A-R, and that gets you an additional $20 off, the $50 off, bringing a song to just $179. What a gift. Yes, and we're going to post it. It's going to, the song's going to be on my website at marbertjosephs.com. I just want to know, how do you get your confidence? Because women, you know, you're very zero fucks given, which I love. I feel like I'm very much that way. You're younger than I am. But did you grow up with very strong parents? Were you always so independent? You are so sweet to me. You know, I never noticed No, that. I'm serious because it's impressive. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to give you a compliment right back. I was talking to our friend Dave and I was like, oh, I just talked to Margaret. This was a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I just love her so much. I mean, I would just basically do anything. If Margaret asked me anything, it's like, oh, I know. Oh, so sweet. He's like, I'd probably kill someone if she asked me. I was like, me too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Get in the car, Kate. John, so I was like, okay, where are we going? Okay. <laughs> um, somebody once told me like, oh yeah, because you're so fiercely independent. I was like, I am. I had no idea. I guess I just... I think it comes out of fear, honestly. Like, I just don't want to ever be not happy in life. So that's like motivates me to go after things I want. Do you ever feel, and I wrote this in my book, so I just want to ask you, I, I think a lot of women who are successful um, don't realize that they're so successful. It's imposter syndrome. Like you feel like, oh, is this really me? Do I have this? Did I achieve this success? Is it happening? Do you ever have that? Every day. It's almost like you feel like, when are they going to catch on to me? Like. How did I get so lucky? Something must, you know, yeah. um, I also at the same time know that I've worked very hard. So yes. I feel like, um, I feel like life rewards people who work hard and are good people. It's, true. it's normally successful people who are driven feel that way because insecurity stops you from achieving and imposter syndrome forces you to achieve because right. you feel like it's never enough. That's the fear. Exactly. So the same thing, like, why are you confident? Well, actually, ironically, it's that I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Or it's, no, you are. No, you're coming, but it's like it forces you to achieve. You always feel like you. It's not enough goals, or like, did we achieve enough? It's a weird feeling, right? I. Well, but it's all successful people, so I guess that's good. So we're that's successful. Good. Yeah, that's a good group to be in. Gotta find like the happy balance because let's say in one weekend you ran the marathon, the New York marathon. You also got your dream crown molding. You also, um, you know, got proposed to, and you got the big promotion at work. Let's say all that happened in one weekend. Yes. That'd be the best weekend of your life, right? Yes. 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 But then that next weekend, it'd be kind of like, now what? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's good to have it all kind of spaced out over time to keep you like, the human race moving towards the next what's the next thing it doesn't really matter what the next thing is as long as you have a next thing you're getting excited about yeah i think no matter what age you are you have to have goals mm -hmm. i don't understand people who don't have goals even my mother she's like 73 you know 74 and she has goals yeah I, you know she's very driven she's very driven so what are y'all's goals next what are you working on i mean we have um a mocktail soiree yeah because i don't drink um, because my mother was a uh, lush growing up and it made me very anxious. 
Uh, you'll read that in the book at <laughs> the beginning. I have yeah. that pre-ordered. Thank you. Yeah, she'll blame it on the Nixon years. Uh, yes, but I, but that's what she'll say. But it was, um, you know, listen, she's only 20 years older than me. It was a very crazy life. I didn't realize it until I went to therapy. But I, it stopped me, from, you know, it stopped me from ever drinking. So, uh, but I always say, I'm always drinking an iced tea or cranberry juice and club soda or something like that. So we just trademarked a company called Soiree. Soiree all day, sip, sip, soiree. Soiree your way, because you can spike it. Too. Yes, you can spike it. So, of course, it's good for you, too. So, you good can spike it. It's good for Lexi. She drinks. She can spike it. This is a genius idea. A huge market, because you can mix it with it's a mixer exactly. or it's on its own. A ready to drink. Exactly. And, yes. It's yes. so funny. I think 2020 also lit a fire under all of our asses, where it was like, I'm going to fiercely go for the things that I want. I'm going to fiercely enjoy life, because... When the shit hits the fan, you have to make every moment count. It's true. I love that name, Soiree. I love it so yeah, much. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a good name, and I like it. I'm very, we're very excited. It's like guns a-blazing now. Now yeah. I'm just like, boom, that's what I want to do, and I'm doing it. So how many years have you been doing New Jersey Housewives? This will, I'll be going into my I fourth season on so air, so I'll be did. going into my oh, fifth year. Jesus, my fifth year already. Um, you did how many years? You did a lot of years. Six. Yes. It's a lot. lot of years. It really is. It you is. Know, did you find it hard to have like real life friendships and relationships at that time? Because you were traveling so much, you were filming, you were so busy. Yes, a little bit. But the thing with um, Below Deck is, every, unlike a lot of the housewives, every year was a com pretty much a completely new cast. And because you spend six weeks living and working, and you become friends with at least some of them. So I would make a lot of friends through the show and they were also now work friends. And also I'm from a very small town, the Vero Beach, Melbourne Beach area. It's very small. And so those friends, they're not really that impressed by the TV thing. And so they're very constant. But um, yeah, I think it actually made me meet more people like y'all. Yes, yes, which is nice. I know, which is so good. Like you get some good solid people out of it, which is great. And I, and I like that aspect of it. I do feel like sometimes I miss out on good things, like your friends from Vero Beach or my friends from Temple. I have the same friends that I've had forever since my son was little. And then I feel like because I am filming, you guys only film for six weeks? Yes, but it's 24-7 it's while we're sleeping. I know. When you wake up, uh, you can't, you're not allowed to talk to anyone until they mic you. Like you will get... In, in trouble if you say something to a cast member and you haven't been mic'd like so it's a lot of hours of footage how long do you guys film for it's close to 16 weeks yeah three, it's like they originally say 12 weeks but then it always they extend it so it's close to like yeah like and four months five of days those, a week. three to, between three to four months five days a week four months five days Almost, a week yeah that is incredible and do you mind if i ask what time you usually start it depends. Like if it's on a trip, it's also like a 24 hour situation. So if yeah. we're traveling, it's a 24 hour situation. Um, but if we don't, some, you know, sometimes eight in the morning, sometimes one in the afternoon, depending on what you're, what's going on. Okay. Right. Um, well, I think the reason they also, they make it only six weeks and they really just knock yeah, it out. Yachts are expensive. So, you know, they, that's a big budget for a reality show to rent. They actually have to rent the yacht and another boat. And, and you know, it's, it's an expensive show to make. So they really. It is. But people, yeah. you know, people just love it. But I mean, it's good. How's, and I mean, I'm sure you're still very close with Captain Lee. 
Yes. Um, he actually FaceTimes me even when he's traveling, which he is right now. Uh, once a week, except I think it was yesterday. I had a missed FaceTime from him at 6.30 a.m. And I texted him, I was like, are you okay? Because, <laughs> or was that an accident? Because I know you weren't calling me just to chat at 6.30 a.m. Let me ask you, because I wrote about this in my book. What about the sexual harassment across your career? Did you have it a lot? Yeah, of course. Um, and I'm joking when I say this, but not really. Like, I kind of, I worked the service industry for so long, like, in college. I was a bartender. I kind of got used to it and almost would have been bummed out if people stopped hitting on me. Yes, yes. You, you know, know what I mean? people you yes. want to hit on you, but did you ever have a work, you know, because I grew up in the 80s, and I had jobs where if you didn't sleep with the boss, you were getting fired. Oh, absolutely. There are, I've encountered a few boss, bosses like that in my life, both on land and on yachts. And I mean, I think we can all tell the difference between flirtatious. But then there's the line crossing or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it, it's case by case. I think that the, the things that probably both you and I, all three of us have experienced are probably not as acceptable anymore. Um, and that's for the best. But, you know, I think we all know how to be like, oh, sorry, I got to go do something. I guess, you know, there's a whole spectrum and shades, like a little a hand on the back and sweetheart. Maybe sometimes that's like the gateway start. Like if you, if you don't say no to that, maybe they think they can take the next level. So it's just really not, you can't just have a finite law about what is and what isn't because it's so subjective. It is. No, you're absolutely, listen, yeah. you're absolutely right. Can I just say, I think you guys are the cutest thing. The first time I heard Gerald's podcast, I, oh, messaged, you're so sweet. I messaged someone, maybe it was Carol, it was probably Caroline Blanchard. And I said, oh my God, I love them. They, they sound like Frenchie and the girls from the movie Grease. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. No, we do. No, I love to talk to people and get in a conversation about, you know, just how they got started, what their dream was, what's happening, because it is inspirational to people. So many women, especially, get stuck, don't feel confident, want to do something great, and can't achieve it because they're held back or they have some shame about something or they don't feel confident. And it's so important that they don't feel that way. Like, you can relate to every guest. There's something in everyone's story that each person can say, oh my God, that feels like me. That's a moment. And it's so nice to hear the feedback from people that listen to the podcast. Right. And yes. I think it's really nice when you can use your own experiences that maybe weren't so great at the time. It's kind of like recycling them to make it into something new and better. If at least those experiences, you can help somebody else. They're like, listen, this is what the lesson I learned from it. You know, in school, they teach you a lesson and they give you a test. But in life, you are tested and then you usually learn the lesson. Uh, for example, it was probably 2011, I'm guessing, aroundish, and I met this guy named Fabio, and I'm telling you, he was gorgeous, so gorgeous that I dated a guy named Fabio. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dating Fabio, and he says, Kate, uh, who's from Key West, should have been my first red flag, um, and he's like, come to Key West with me, move to Key West, and so you know what I did? I said, you know what? I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to sublease my apartment. I'm going to throw my dog in the Jeep and I'm going to sail off into the sunset with Fabio. Fabio. Six weeks later, I realized I hate living in QS. I don't <laughs> like Fabio. And I was now back in my hometown, unemployed. Mm -hmm. And I had to go to my parents' house because I had subleased my apartment thinking, what the hell did I do wrong? How did I end up here? 
And, you know, that was the reason I said, well, I guess I'll get back into yachting. And I think less than a year later, I was starting on below deck. So what I've really learned is that sometimes when you're like, how did this happen? Why am I here? It's really just positioning you for something better. And I used to think that was something people said who like just made a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. Yeah. I think a lot of things happen for a reason. They yeah, really do. There's things that have happened with we've been bummed out deals that have fallen through. And then we had a big deal that almost went through before the pandemic. And, and then the pandemic and the happened, pandemic, that would have fucked it, it over too. It over and it wouldn't have sold anyway. And it would have been a shit show. So it was kind of like we were safe by the back. I was depressed for like two days. Then I was yeah, okay. Yeah, it was rough at the time. But yeah, I lost, a QB, I lost a QVC deal. And I really think um, it was very simultaneous when the ponytail pull aired. Everything was guns a-blazing, fit samples, this, that. Then all of a sudden, they were like, yeah, she, people don't like her. It's not rating well. All of, a, all of a sudden, my character wasn't liked. I was like, what? That is wild. And that's another thing from doing reality. It teaches you so many other lessons. I mean, that you don't even want. Yes. When other cast members will be coming on doing their first season, I like, or, you know, Below Deck has spinoff franchises. So I like to give advice to anybody who asks. And they'll have a bad episode and they will be freaking out. And it does feel like your life is imploding. This is a big issue. You think every single person on the planet, you think you go to the grocery store, the bagger knows, the stock boy yeah, knows. Exactly. You just think, you think that, you know, CNN, it's like on the ticker bar, like, K-Trap, but it's, the truth is, two weeks later, no one remembers. I see, like, they do um, marathons of old seasons of Below Deck all the time and if I happen to see it or somebody tweets me about it, half the time I'm like, I don't remember living that, let alone it airing. Like, it seems so important and drastic and dramatic in the moment, but then literally two months from now, you don't even remember it. I know. That's what it is. It's like everybody's on to the new drama. Yeah. And there's no shortage of drama these days, so. There isn't. I mean, we have tons of drama across every franchise. We always say we're entrepreneur real. So anybody who's looking to get into any of the businesses you've done, TV, you know, yachting, chiefs to anything, what is the most real advice you could give to anybody who chase their dream? Uh, fake it till you make it. And if you fail, keep trying. You'll know when you fail if you need to now redirect your course or give it another shot. Sometimes, sometimes a very valuable thing is to know when to hold them and when to fold them. You know, quitting something is not always a negative. Sometimes you have to do things and figure out what's not for you so that you can chisel away to what is for you. I agree. That's very good. True. Very good. I'm super soul Sunday over here. <laughs> yes. Love that question. Um, so we always say the march is about 50% delusion and 50% determination. That's been like the secret source to her success. What are your percentages? I love that 50% delusion. Yeah, 50% delusion. Yeah, I said, if I don't believe my own hype, the will. You, it's so true. It's like optimism. You've got to take that leap. And yes. I'm not sure I'd go skydiving unless I was feeling exceptionally ballsy and delusional that day. Like, you know, yes. I love that. Um, so my percentages. Uh, I would say I'm 40% hard work, 60% uh, desire. Okay, good. I like that. I, I do that. hard work because I have desires for things. Yes. Hard work and desire. 
I like it. it. Sounds so sexy. Very yeah. sexy. Yes. Oh, wow. Very sexy. Okay. What is your big girl panty moment in your life that you were like, shit, I got to put up my big girl panty moments. I don't know if I could do this, but I have no choice. It's a sink or swim moment. Big girl oh, panties. On my first season of Below Deck, um, I made a big dick on a blank on a bed for a charter guest. It was like my first. Oh, I remember that. It was like my first week on TV, and my mom told me before I went, she's like, Kate, just promise me you won't curse, and you'll never have more than two glasses of wine. And here I am a week later making big old penises on beds. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get fired on national television for making (laughs) (laughs) my poor mother. And so that was kind of the moment like, uh, you have to figure this out. But also I was really proud that I did it. I just like was pissed off that he was rude to me. (laughs) <laughs> it was so good. Right it was so good. Wow. Well, this interview was so good. You were interviewing us. We were interviewing you. I was like chatting with one of my greatest girls in the world. Yeah, I love you, ladies. And let me know when Spalray hits. Yes, of yeah. course. Bye. Bye. It was so great to talk to Kate Chastain. She's such a strong woman, and and she's such a girl's girl. She is such a girl's girl. I just love her. Everything about her is so impressive. She wanted to do something. She made it happen. She's on Below Deck. She created chat room. I'm sure she's going to create many more shows. She definitely is. And one of the things I love about Kate, the first time I ever met her was in the comedy club. And she said to me, hi, I'm Kate. And I love that when people just like, so people that are so familiar in our lives, you're like this to you. Hi, I'm Margaret. You know, people don't come in with as embraces like, here I am. You should know me. She's just a real good person exactly it does it does show and she's fun to be around she's the life of the party she has a lot of insight to give and i think she's very inspirational to young women chase your dreams don't be afraid of them and you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them yes keep dreaming you can find us every wednesday at caviar dreams to fish budget anyway you find your podcast apple spotify amazon they're everywhere now and you can find us on youtube and instagram same name at the life of Mrs. B and the real Margaret Josephs. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming, caviar dreamers.